Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful because today is amazing. We have Megan Lamke on the show. Let me just tell you, today is a phenomenal episode. I know I say that very frequently, but guess what? We only bring phenomenal people on Elevate Podcast. So you know today is going to be amazing. And let me just tell you, you are going to learn today how to expand your mindset in a massive, massive way, not only for the greater good of yourself, your family, people that you care about, but for the greater good of our planet, of our universe, of our future, of other people, right? Because it's about making an impact. And let me tell you that Megan is going to open your mind towards making a much more massive impact than maybe you've ever thought about in your entire life. And so I want to invite you to get excited because today's awesome. And you know, it's not just about that mindset, but it's also about world-class marketing, world-class you know, understanding of connecting with other people through stories, through emotions, through helping people make good decisions so that they, so that we can serve them in a better capacity and so that you can serve other people as well in a greater capacity. So you're going to hear from a world-class marketing expert as well as a top expert in real estate today in Megan Lamke. So I just want to invite you, this is going to be an amazing, amazing episode. You're going to learn so much and you're also going to experience really the, the excitement, the joyfulness, and really the gritty, intense nature of this individual and Megan Lamke. So I want to invite you to really jump in here. This is going to be an amazing day. I want to ask you the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? I have no doubt we're going to be doing that today. Welcome back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. And of course, this is for leaders, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. We will distill the mindset, the habits, routines, the systems, the tools, strategies, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same and even more for yourself, for your family, and for the causes that are near and dear to your heart so that you can really experience the joy, the limitless joy of giving right? Giving. That's what Tony Robbins says that the secret to living is giving. And so I want to invite you to really experience that secret through going big yourself. Because, you know, one thing that we talk about in this episode is that if you are not going big, you're really being selfish. And we want to go big so that we can truly impact other people. And I, I believe it's our duty to do that. So that's really the core and the essence of Elevate is going big. And if we can go big, we can do so much greater things for other people around us and, and even people across this planet, this beautiful planet. So as you know, this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, through personal mastery, real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly in their lives. If you're enjoying Elevate, we invite you to subscribe, follow us, give us a rating and review. It's extremely helpful. I read every single review, by the way. So I just want to thank every single one of you for leaving a review and for sharing with a friend, because at the end of the day, you know, this is about, you know, making massive change and passing along and paying it forward in terms of the growth that we experience. Because again, the secret to living is giving. So the fee for you today is really just to share this with one person. If you're enjoying Elevate Podcast, we're grateful to have you here. We are grateful to be able to pour into you. 
And I want to invite you to go check out elevatepod.com where the rest of the resources will be. You'll see all the links to the show notes, uh, any books, recommendations, where you can find our guests, so on and so forth. So go check that out, elevatepod.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about the Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy, just go to elevatecoachingacademy.com. And with all that said, let's dive in. I want to introduce you to Megan Lampke, who is the CEO and managing partner of Megan Lampke Real Estate, an impact investing real estate firm that specializes in passive investments. Before achieving financial freedom, Megan worked as a marketing automation executive for fast-growing technology companies, and she used her business acumen and marketing expertise to provide value to experienced indicators as she grew her investing portfolio and prepared to leave her corporate career. Her real estate portfolio allowed her to exit the rat race, build generational wealth, and positively impact sex trafficking survivors. So what you're also going to learn today is how to use your skills, your experience, your background to pivot in the direction of your dreams, right? There's, there's, we all have our own unique talents, our own unique background. And Megan really exhibits in this episode how, how really she did that. And it's going to give you ideas on what you can do to make certain pivots towards whether it's exiting the rat race, building generational wealth, and positively impacting causes that you are passionate about. Because I just, I just, keep highlighting that because it's so, so powerful. And I'm so excited to really share this episode with you. So with all that said, I just want to invite you to really enjoy this conversation with Megan Lampke. Megan, welcome to Elevate. How are you? Outstanding. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Oh my goodness. It's my pleasure. I am outstanding as well. I appreciate words like that. Sometimes I'll ask people, how are they doing? They'll say, oh, I'm fine or I'm good or I'm okay. I mean, does that resonate with you? I just feel like the words are so powerful and outstanding was a great way to start this conversation. Yes. Words are so powerful and they can definitely impact your mindset. And so you can choose your mindset by choosing your words. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think that we'll probably get there in this conversation. I know we're going to go many different places. I know it's going to be inspiring, um, but it's been a pleasure really just to spend a, a few minutes with you here before we got started. But while we dive into this conversation, why don't you introduce, and this is actually a, a new kind of angle that I've been taking recently and asking this question and tr- sort of getting familiar in the conversation is how would you describe yourself to your closest, if, if we knew you like we were your closest friends, how would they describe you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So some of my closest girlfriends have described me as this rambunctious, gritty, joyful, very driven woman. So I've gone through ebbs and flows of resilience in my life. But throughout that, I've kept contagious curiosity and just immense amounts of joy. And so that's what they would say. I've also played rugby. So they would say I'm fiercely competitive. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, and you know, it's actually a really cool um, combination of Mm -hmm. adjectives, so to speak, you know, being rambunctious, being gritty, being joyful, but also being, you know, I mean, I just think of like a rugby player, someone who's just like, nose to the grindstone, like going to, you know, win at all costs or really just going to push through no matter how it feels. But, but also I love how you combine that with like kind of joyful. So could you say a little bit more about that and what that really means to you in terms of the combination there about really who you are as the essence of a person? Yeah. So again, it goes back to words, choosing to be joyful, choosing joy amongst all circumstances, choosing to have gratitude and um, thankfulness regardless of circumstances, has been a paramount um, pillar in my life. And so I've carried that through decades of 
of life experiences. And yeah, it and shows. I could, well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, it absolutely shows. I mean, honestly, like you just carry this energy of, of joy. Um, but obviously you're doing big things and, and it didn't, it, it's not always been that way. So I'd, I would love to just kind of go back and, and talk a little bit about your background because I find it to be really interesting and, um, you know, just where you came from in terms of you were helping other people scale their business with your own expertise. You, you were able to get a foot in the door. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and, and, and sort of how you got interested or introduced to real estate and how you sort of continue to make some pivots there. And so maybe I'll let you take it away and we'll, we'll have a, a fun discussion around all that. Sure. I got introduced to real estate when I was young. My parents struggled with finances and medical debt and went bankrupt. And that caused me to go to my elementary school and pick up business books like Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and figure out a way how I could exit the rat race as a young adult. Fast forward several decades later, <laughs> I kept that in the back of my mind thinking, okay, I'm, I'm in this corporate career. I'm grinding things out so that my husband and I could have financial freedom. And once we paid off our astronomical amount of consumer debt and our mortgage, then we chose to use that revenue, that equity to create more wealth and to create passive income. At that same time, I took my skills from corporate marketing, corporate sales, and leveraged that to experience syndicators and said, hey, I don't know as much as I, I could possibly know about syndicating. You seem extremely credible, very professional, and you operate your business very efficiently. I think I could provide value by teaching marketing automation, helping you improve your sales cycle and your close rates because of the skills and training that I've experienced would it make sense for me to parlay that into a share in the general partnership and brought that idea up across several different syndicators in the space? And they said yes to my chagrin. And so built these really great business relationships and have learned a lot and have truly been so blessed and grateful to have transitioned out of the rat race because of that. I love that. And you know, it really probably gives the listener so many ideas. And if it didn't, let me just highlight that because you leveraged your expertise in corporate marketing and sales and found a way to direct that towards your outcome and the goals that you wanted, which was so interesting. But you also, of course, it was all about adding value. How could you add value to someone else and use your expertise to get where you wanted to go, but also help them get where they wanted to go even further and so what I understand about it is your expertise was really about, you know, helping people capture more lead flow and systematize that to a better capacity, grow their business. Is that right? And, and, and tell me a little bit more about that experience. Yes. So just to unpack that a little bit, my job working for fast growing tech companies in the corporate world, I was a account executive, so I'd be handling all of the leads as they came in. And then eventually I transitioned to marketing lead generation and automation, where I will be coming up with creative content to foster and develop all of those leads. So all of that technology is completely transferable to any industry, but it's really being underutilized in the, re in the real estate space. And so simply went to, again, the same group of syndicators and said, hey, let's see if this experiment works. Let's create a funnel for you. Let's create a way for you to continuously publish content. Let's create a way for 
you to better engage with your leads and create scripts for you to have with your potential investors. Oh, by the way, we can document this so that from a compliance standpoint, you're secure and it's a better user experience. So that's what I provided. So, and I love it because I think there's always room to grow. And in fact, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, very selfishly, I'm like, Hey, we could, we could totally, you know, improve our processes on this side of things in terms of creating creative content that's educational, useful, but also fosters and develops those leads, but also remains compliant because look, there's so many laws, there's so many regulations that we want to be in compliance with in terms of, you know, thinking about syndicating or or raising capital for larger deals. So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, how does that process work? And and then we'll get back to your story because I, I just, I want to serve the listener. If, you know, the folks that are listening today are saying, Hey, you know, I really want to grow my brand. I really want to grow my reach or my impact in the marketplace. I mean, could you talk maybe from like a basic level of, you know, what that process looks like? You mentioned actually really interesting, which I find really fascinating, how this process from a high level works in all sectors, but was Mm -hmm. underutilized in real estate in particular. So maybe talk a little bit more details about that. Sure. So what I found is that in real estate, we weren't telling stories. So the biggest way that consumers buy or build that we know you, we like you, we trust you with our finances mentality is they need to buy into you as an individual and your story. And many syndicators just aren't articulating that well and the level of their branding isn't quite there. Um, And so in order to do that, normally you sit down with someone and talk about brand strategy. What's your mission? What's your vision? What are your key differentiators in your business that you're doing differently and better than anyone else in your space. And how are you going to use those to play to win? Once you've figured out what those are, you need to craft them into a story on your website, a story on your social media. And that's when you curate content based on those stories that you're telling your potential investors or your avatar. Okay. So this is really, really powerful. And, you know, it's like, it's a book that I read, you know, a couple of years ago called the story brand yeah. by Donald Miller. And it's so interesting because at the end of the day, we're connecting with people based on them as people, not about your expertise or not about your track record or not about how awesome you are at real estate or, you know, how, how you pick the right properties. And while all of that stuff is super important, we really connect with people, right? Is that what you're mm-hmm. saying, Megan? That's exactly what I'm saying. So Coming from that corporate sales background, I know that top executives make buying decisions and even individual consumers make buying decisions. They make emotional buying decisions based on three rational reasons. So if you think about the biggest purchases in your life, when you bought a house, when you bought a car, when you got married, you told yourself, oh, I just love this wedding dress, for example. But chances are there were three rational reasons that you went and told your parents hey, this dress is within my budget. It makes my body look great. And it's going to make my big day amazing. Every time you buy something of a large uh, economic value, you're coming up with those three rational reasons that support the emotional buy-in. So in order to have that emotional buy-in, someone needs to know your story and connect with you on a human level as an owner, operator, syndicator, capital raiser, all of those things. Okay. So that now you're really speaking my language here because (laughs) I've always been so fascinated behind, you know, 
just human behavior, consumer behavior, but what, what makes people tick? What makes people do the things that they do? So what you're telling me is that the three rational decisions that people use to make decisions, whether it's to invest in a deal or to buy a wedding dress or what have you, they're, they're logical or they're rational, but they're actually just there really supporting the perhaps the subconscious emotional uh, buy-in. Right. Is, that, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. So one of the biggest things that I, I found in my career is when you're dealing with a husband and a wife, so, or any sort of couple, a business partner, one will have an emotional connection with you and they need to have those three rational reasons that they explain to their partner or their spouse, why it's okay and why it's safe to invest this money. And if you're missing that emotional connection or missing those three rational reasons, you're not prepping the sponsor or the person that you've had that emotional connection with to help you close on that business, which sounds really sterile. But the image that I use is like having someone be a cheerleader for you and walking around with a flag with your company logo on it. And then they go and they bring that to their spouse or their business partner. And they're like, I love Tyler. I love Megan. Let's go talk to them. And then the spouse is like, I, who is this person? Like, I don't know them from Adam. Why right. in the world do we do this? And so in order to navigate any sort of sales cycle with business partners, with spouses, or with corporate executives, you need to have that emotional connection and three rational reasons and prep your sponsor. No, it is so good. And it, it couldn't be more important because at the end of the day, you know, technology is so great in that it allows us to connect with more people and maybe even scale our connection in, in some way. But at the end of the day, it is about a real emotional connection. It is about understanding each other. It's about understanding, hey, does this person really care about me? And, and what are, wh what's their model of the world? What's their perspective? And do I align with that? Do I share values with this person? Mm -hmm. You know, because you and I can both totally agree that real estate is a great way to get out of the rat race, so to speak. But if we're, we just don't really align from a values perspective, it's going to be challenging for us to collaborate. And that's okay. I mean, not everybody's going to be the same, but it, it's such a valuable, valuable conversation because we want to serve. The only way that we can serve more people is that if we connect with them on sort of the personal aspects and the emotions, would you agree to that? I agree a hundred percent. That's so true. Like the best way to serve somebody is to have that deep human emotional connection and figure out what their true motivations and passions and purpose is, and then figure out the, a way to deliver that to them. That's essentially the essence of sales is solving problems for people because they have this driving purpose that they don't know how to get there. And real estate investing is just a vehicle or a means to help people get to whatever that bigger purpose is that they're trying to accomplish. So true. I'm sitting here shaking my head like, <laughs> no, but I really mean yes. Like, absolutely. <laughs> it's a vehicle towards creating outcomes that you want in your life. And, and the, the yeah. vehicle is served through relationships and through real connection and lasting connection, which is probably a reason why you've had so much success in scaling what you're doing. But before we get to that, I mean, this, what you just shared is so, so valuable. So I, I just want to highly suggest that the listener really goes back and really, really thinks about what we just talked about, because you can apply this to your business. You can apply this to your relationships. If you are looking to serve people from an impact perspective to a higher degree, it's going to be about, you know, sharing about yourself as a person and understanding that about others as well. So I just, I find that to be so, so important. 
So I want to talk about as you sort of your story. Now let's go back to yeah. your story and really, really, you know, actually show the listeners and really, really live what we just talked about, because I think it's really interesting as well. And so I think about when you got into real estate, obviously getting into real estate in sort of maybe a time where it was maybe not the best time, I guess, maybe it was looking back. Um, but tell me, what was the decision? You, you mentioned you were in the rat race. You had some some uh, personal financial debt to pay off. Did you pay off the debt first and then get into real estate or how did that work? Both and. So my husband and I bought our first house in 2011 and we convinced six of our rugby teammates to come live with us during that and help us house hack and do the birth strategy. And as a part of that, we were on a journey to become financially independent and pay off all of our debt. We knew that we couldn't invest in the larger investment vehicles unless if we had financial means to do that. And we were essentially wasting all of our money in student loans and it, we needed to get those out of the way first. So once we had paid off all of our debt, we then realized our house had doubled in value and said, hey, this is a great time to sell. Let's sell and use that capital gain to invest passively to try and offset a lot of the side hustles that I had picked up along the way to get out of debt faster. When we started passively investing, we got that first proof of concept check, like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like this is, this is actually mailbox money. Like this isn't something fictitious or slimy. Like we're actually getting money from a tangible asset, not just some paper and everything solidified. All of the teaching from Robert Kiyosaki came back in full force. I was like, honey, I think I can resign from all of my side hustles. And I'm guessing if we keep doing this, I can resign from my corporate career. And bless the heart of my husband. He was like, okay, we have an emergency fund. We're giving you some runway. Go do it. <laughs> then I did and pitched this, this idea of providing value to syndicators and quickly grew in the past two years. Um, from zero multifamily units to over 2,225 units under management. And it's been a wild ride. And I feel so grateful for the support of my husband and for mentors along the way that have guided me into this vortex of real estate investing. I like that. I've not heard it called the vortex yet, but uh, <laughs> it almost sounds like it's like the, the matrix or the, you know, it is. Well, it's the you opposite know. side of the matrix. Right? You're inside of the matrix, you get unplugged and you're like, oh, I'm in this vortex of people that understand we're all plugged in for a while. Yes. No, it's so true. And I mean, like you and I both have that corporate background. So I think perhaps like that was an enlightening transition for both of us when you go over into the side and you recognize that there's literally no limits to what you can do in your life yeah. as a result of this vehicle and by serving people through this and by being authentic and by being vulnerable and by being willing to continue to challenge yourself, you can continue to step into new paradigms, which is so powerful. And it's so exciting because mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I had no idea that this existed when I was a corporate employee. And I thought, you know, like you, I was in marketing and I loved it. And, but I loved the consumer behavior thing behind it, but I didn't realize how much of that I could then serve other people with through this vehicle. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. So thinking about your, your story. So you started with the burr and by the way, no investor left behind here, you know, buy, renovate, 
rehab, refinance, repeat, right? Or what did I, what, right. what did I, I say? Yeah, except for we didn't repeat. We literally had one single family house and decided to sell it all and get, <laughs> transition to syndication. So Got again, it. no investor left behind. You can, you don't need a big uh, single family portfolio or duplex portfolio to start passively investing in syndications. Okay. I really like that you said that. I really appreciate that you did because I do think that sometimes that slows people down and they think that they have to go through that whole thing. And it's like build incrementally. You can actually make quantum leaps if you give yourself the permission to do so. You were talking about mindset earlier. Maybe we'll get there here soon. But talk to me about that because you're, the house that you bought, you you forced some appreciation. Maybe there was some uh, some market fluctuation there that, that mm -hmm. also supported that growth. So it doubled in value and then you started investing passively in other syndications. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. So kept my corporate job, passively invested in other syndications, slowly backed away from my side hustles because the income we were receiving from syndications replaced what I was getting from those side hustles. And it just didn't make sense to spend all of that time continuing to hustle when I could literally write a check once and get a, a more checks in the mail. Yeah. So I was beginning to experience that, that time freedom of, oh, all of this, these concepts about leverage are true. Let's, let's keep doing this experiment. So what you, what you identified was an opportunity to invest yourself. And then obviously, as you got more and more familiar with all the benefits of investing, you're starting to say, all right, well, this is giving me more time freedom, more opportunity to live the lifestyle that I want, right? Maybe you, maybe you realized that was some a possibility, maybe you didn't, and then you stepped into that possibility. And then you started to recognize that, hey, I can also, you know, not only help more people, you know, access these opportunities as either accredited investors or sophisticated investors, but I can also support those who are looking to provide more opportunities as well. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, how you educate people to not only first create the awareness of what a sophisticated and accredited investor means, but then also how to step into that so that they can have the same lifestyle benefits that you've enjoyed yourself? Yes. So just to unpack a lot of that. So accredited investors, I didn't come up with the definition of that. The SEC did. Uh, and so the definitions are very cut and dry. It's certain income level, a certain net worth. I, from a marketing perspective, said, you know, normally there's two groups, accredited and not accredited, but I thought that didn't do any justice to people who are actually making a great living, um, but not quite at that accredited investor status. So I dubbed the sophisticated investor with various thresholds based on what I was seeing in the data. Um, and then we also have a tier below that in our business called aspiring. So that's where we take people who are drowning in debt very much like what I was, and give them a path towards increasing their income, giving them a path towards um, creating more financial freedom, more lever or more ability to have leverage later on down the line. So that's what we essentially do is provide things like Financial Peace University to accredited or sophisticated or excuse me, aspiring or sophisticated investors. I wrote an ebook with all of the ways that you could make $50,000 in 30 days. Um, those are the types of things that we've provided not only to our investors, but to our tenants and during COVID um, as ways to help supplement their income. Okay. So save 50,000 in how, how many days? How many days? Is this? In 30 days. So essentially this is the blueprint that my husband and I did. So all of the little things like 
unplugging your toaster, selling your really nice SUV and downgrading and buying a car for cash or turning around and selling your house. Like all of the little things that you can do on um, like a house management project to uh, spending more time getting side hustles through Upwork or Fervor or any of the other platforms to just downsizing and managing your budget. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital. And you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called The Bottom Line, The 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value-packed ebook. So I want to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. No, I think it's so it's so valuable. And you think about, you know, at the end of the day, it's about resourcefulness, right? It's not about resources. Right. It's a matter of resourcefulness. So how bad do you want it? And, you know, you and I both agree, Megan, that real estate is a great vehicle towards creating not only a lifestyle, but also an opportunity for us to impact other people, right? What do we care about? And I don't know about you, but I've learned and I've felt this, that giving is so much better than receiving. And while it's amazing to receive the lifestyle benefits of real estate, it's so much better to give as well. Give not only from an education perspective of what we've been talking about and really allowing people to step into those positions to have the opportunity to participate, but also the other things and, and you know, all of the other things that we can give back to community and, and you know, the, the, the causes that are near and dear to our heart. So I know that you are, I feel like you're an impact investor, right? Like that's kind of like yeah. your, your badge of honor. So could you tell me a little bit about what impact investing really means to you? Sure. Impact investing to me, it hopefully will one day be my life's work will be this legacy that I leave behind of making the world a better place in our company. And in our, my personal life, we're choosing to impact things, uh, choosing to impact the planet and people on purpose. So what that means is that we're decreasing the carbon footprint in every single apartment building that we acquire. We're providing educational resources to tenants, like I talked about, to help with their own personal financial management, building communities through nonprofits that surround our apartment buildings. We're focusing on our investors by providing additional resources for them to continue to grow on their wealth and uh, financial freedom journey. And then all of that is tied together with some nonprofits that we work with to help provide safety and security to women and children who were trafficked or are being trafficked in Southeast Asia. No, that's awesome. And um, we had 
uh, Paul Moore on the show about a yeah. year a year ago, and I know that you know Paul is such a great person. First of all, so give a big I'm giving a big shout out to Paul right now. But you know he brought it to my attention of how big of a an industry you know trafficking is in the underworld, so to speak. And I just think it's so valuable and so you know admirable what you're doing, what Paul is doing, with so many others. You know, it's like when you have the opportunity to create some financial success in your life it's our duty. I almost feel like it's our mm-hmm. duty to give back to these type of, you know, things and, and really to really draw attention because it's such a, it's such a scary thing to think about, but how does that resonate with you? It really resonates with me. I mean, I know in other episodes, you've talked about the five freedoms and one of the five freedoms is the freedom of impact. And I've put myself in a position where I have financial freedom. I have time freedom. I have geographic freedom what's left freedom of relationships and freedom to impact. And I wanted to create a better place in the world for people who don't have the financial means and reach out and help them elevate themselves um, and, and hopefully make the world a better place together. Look at that. You got like sound bites coming in here. We're elevating <laughs> ourselves. We're elevating other people around us. That is so good. And, you know, it just, it, I think it's a challenge. It's a calling card for all of us, you know, because sometimes we get caught up in our own problems. We get caught up mm-hmm. in our own stress, our own goals or our own, you know, objectives. And, you know, we're thinking about, well, I got to share my story. You know, I got to get be better at sharing my story so people can make the three rational, you know, reasons right. behind their emotional decisions. And, and it, you know, obviously all that's important, but at the end of the day, let's think about the outcome. What's the outcome mm-hmm. and how can we leave, you know, a, a legacy and how can we make real impact? That's going to be what's going to create a fulfilling life as far as I'm concerned. And so that's what right. I love about your story. That's what I love about what you're all about. And as you continue to push through, as you continue to raise the bar really within your business and for others, with others, you know, what role has mindset played as you've continued to scale not only what you're doing, but what you're, what you're about to do? None of this would have been possible without mindset. Like, I, I don't even know where I'd be today if I didn't spend so many hours and days and weeks and months focusing on mindset, surrounding myself with amazing coaches, amazing mentors, um, people to speak truth and positivity and grace into my life. None of this would have been possible if I hadn't focused on mindset. So say more about that when you say, you know, others have shared or spoken truth, positivity, and grace into your life. What exactly do you mean by that? So for me, when people, um, I don't know, as a woman, there's always this little saboteur in your mind or in my mind, at least of you're an imposter. You don't belong in this room. You're um, or you set out to do these amazing things. And I value so much the relationships that I've built with other women that are a little bit farther along in their journey as entrepreneurs to say, Megan, that's a saboteur. Like you need to squash that little green saboteur right now. And I'm going to tell you you're amazing and here's the impact that you're actually making and here's how many lives you've actually impact or how many lives you've actually touched and changed and transformed. Um, so that's been instrumental in my life. But we are essentially the six people that we hang out with the most. And so if you're not hanging around with six people that prioritize mindset and meditation and Uh, mental stability, then you're going to (laughs) become those people. Um, And so that's, that's what I've really prioritized in my life is 
who is amazing at mindset, who's amazing at um, growth and limitless potential, how do I invite them into being really close in my personal circle? Yeah, no, I think that's actually a really good distinction. And you think about, you know, prioritizing mindset. I think that's a really, really good thought process because, you know, obviously when you describe mindset, you know, we could be talking about so many different vantage points in terms of our perspective, but at the end of the day, it's the lens that we see the world with. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but when I have a negative or, you know, fearful mindset, I start to see more negativity. I start to see more things and more things come in my world that make me feel more feel fearful. Mm-hmm. And so when I start to feel abundant and when I start to see the world from a limitless potential, it's amazing the, the conversations that start to come in my world, the relationships that I start to develop, the opportunities that I start to see. And so I think that at the end of the day, that's what really it's all about. But you were talking about the imposter syndrome and feeling that, and it almost seems that that's a sign of a well-adjusted human being, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's some humility there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but I, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear because I don't know, what would you say about that? I think that imposter syndrome is very real and that it is um, a hefty helping of humility, <laughs> but it also is that a little jive that you really need to check yourself every time I walk into a room to say, okay, I have earned the right to be here. I'm going to squash that saboteur or um, I, you know, I feel like a giant imposter. Who can I text really quick? that's in my corner? Who can I text that can remind me or affirm me or help me visualize why I'm, I'm doing this thing or why I'm speaking at this conference or what my intention is in this moment? Yeah, I think it's so, so powerful to surround yourself with people who not only support you, they hold you accountable, but they also tell you that, hey, look, that saboteur is lying and is trying to steal your dreams. And so, you know, you've mentioned that word several times and it really resonates with me because, you know, once you start to get aware of, you know, some of these things that we think serve us and these inner voices that we think is like, well, that's the reason why I've done X, Y, and Z, or that's the reason why I've whatever, you know, it's a lie. I don't know about you, but you know, it's what Tony Robbins says that sometimes we rationalize but really mm-hmm. what that is, is it's rational lies. It's BS, yeah. right? And BS could be, you know, BS, or it could be belief systems, right? What's the belief right. system that we've constructed within our mind? What's the story that we're telling ourselves? And so what you're saying is surround yourself with people who prioritize, you know, an abundance mindset rather than a limiting or a scarce mindset. Is that what you're saying, Megan? Exactly. And surround yourself with individuals who have similar belief systems or won't uh, we'll call you out when that BS flag starts to flare up of, hey, Megan, you're believing the lies that you're telling about yourself. Let's pull that out and figure out a better belief system to stand on. Yeah, no, that's so good. And, and one of the things that I love about, you know, just sharing abundant relationships and, and what I would call transformational relationships rather than transactional relationships is that sometimes those type of people will challenge you and sometimes it feels uncomfortable and it, you know, it doesn't feel great in the moment, but you know, in the long term, they're really serving you and they, they have, you know, your best interests at heart. And so when I think about that, a lot of those transformational relationships that I have in my life are people that will cause me to change the way that I think, right? They'll make me, you know, totally 180 on a decision or a belief. But the reason why I bring that up is because I'm curious, is there any thoughts or beliefs that you've really changed over the past few years that have been profound for you? 
yeah, I mean, how much time do we have left? <laughs> Just going back to the whole idea of um, in mathematics, there's this joke that like the limit doesn't exist, but in when it comes to mindset and what we can accomplish with these amazing things that we've been given called like human body, like there is no limit. And just reminding myself daily, like there's no limit to the amount of people that we can impact the amount of change that you can create the amount of money that you could create or wealth or how many times you could travel the world. Like there's no limit to that. There's only a limit if you stop your beliefs. And so um, that's been really powerful and I've had an amazing business coach that's helped me with, <laughs> with those limits and reminding me that I need to adjust um, and remove my limiting beliefs. So what would you say to folks who are listening right now? There may be a few that are saying, all right, yeah, that sounds good. I'm sure you really believe that there's no limits. Come on, Megan. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, what would you say to those folks? And how would you really implore them to really open their mind to what you believe is really limitlessness? Yeah. I mean, when people say, okay, Megan, there's sure you can accomplish anything. Normally my gut reaction being super competitive is like, you can believe what you want to believe, but I'm going to go out there and kick butt and you can just watch it happen. Like, (laughs) (laughs) or you could walk through the door that I've opened and try and remove some of your own limiting beliefs. And I could cheer you along the way and watch you remove your limiting beliefs too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, Megan, this has been such a fun conversation and I'm actually just really curious now, you know, what's next for you? I mean, where are you going next? I mean, what are you most excited about and what does the next, you know, couple of years look like for you? Yeah. What I'm most excited about is I'm continuing to make an impact in Southeast Asia, continuing to help people transform their lives through real estate. Um, but the stuff that gets me fired up the most is hearing the stories of women that we've actually rescued from sex trafficking now becoming entrepreneurs. So last year we helped a thousand women um, transition out of sex trafficking into some form of entrepreneurship or college education. And this year we're on on track to rescue 10,000 women. Um, And so just it, that's what fires me up. That's what I'm looking forward to. So hopefully in five years we'll have impacted so many women and children that, you know, maybe sex trafficking won't be a problem anymore. Oh my goodness. You are inspiring (laughs) me in such a big way right now. I can't even, I cannot even explain it. And you know, you think about it, like we all have this capacity. We all have this capacity to open up our heart and really make massive change. And, you know, the only limits are, you know, the beliefs that we have, what is possible. And what you've done is you've showed us all that, we have greatness with inside of us and it is our duty to let that come out, to unleash that so that we can give so that we can give. And just, right. I just really love this conversation, Megan. I've really yeah. appreciated it. Is there anything else you'd say before we transition to the rapid fire section? The thing that you've mentioned or you touched on is the most fun you will ever have with money is learning to give it away and creating ways to give it away. Really fun. Um, so the best part of my day is when I get to go drop off a check and hear the stories of impact. And I just want as many people as possible to have that spirit experience of joy when they do that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I could not agree more. 
And with that said, I want to transition into the rare air questionnaire. It's all about raising the bar so that you can give to other people so that you can have fun so that you can experience the life of your dreams and really unlock that for other people as well, because there's nothing better. I could not agree more. So I'd love to know if you were to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years. I know you mentioned Cast Flow Quadrant earlier, which yeah. I would imagine was extremely powerful for you yeah. a decade or so ago. But is there anything more recently? Um, there's one by Tom Rath called Life's Great Question. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't actually. No, it's actually right here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it talks about so Tom Rath is the same guy that wrote Strength Finders. So using mm. all of your um, natural abilities, your natural strengths, but figuring out the one thing in the world that you are uniquely called toward, what's your unique purpose, who are you uniquely designed to help and bring along the way. So that's been hugely transformational. I started reading it last week, um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but it's really helped with some of those limiting beliefs. And then the other one is a book that I read every night to my daughter. It's A New Alphabet for Humanity by Lisa McGregor, um, who is just this amazing woman set out um, trying to change the way that we talk about um, bravery and compassion and social justice and things for our children and create a, a better world for them. And so I'm, I'm just so inspired by her and her work and love reading that book to my daughter every night. No, I couldn't agree more. And of course, we'll put links in the show notes and big shout out to a former guest as well in Lisa McGregor, a world shaker in herself and in her in her own right. You know what it makes me think of our like really our entire conversation in so many ways. There's actually a book and I'll, I'll tell you that it didn't it wasn't the greatest book that I've ever read, but I'll tell you the yeah. title yeah. is so powerful. It's called Let Your Life Speak. Mm. And what this this entire conversation just really makes me think about that, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you were just talking about life's great question about understanding what's our one true purpose. And ultimately, I feel like that's unlocking, you know, letting your life truly speak and like making a difference yeah. and, you know, being here on purpose and with purpose. Does that resonate with you? Yes, <laughs> completely <laughs> resonates with me. I think maybe you should write a book about that. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Hey, there's, but, if, if it's in there, maybe it'll come out. No, I'm with yeah, you. 100%. Maybe it'll come out, but no, that's exactly right. And our job as um, syndicators is simply to give people that, that vehicle so that they can unlock their own purpose. So essentially we're like key holders that are like, okay, here you go. Here's, here's your key. Go unlock your purpose. Now that you have all of the five freedoms. So true. So true. So aside from our discussion today, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis, Megan? Okay. Well, the biggest way that I elevate my life on a daily basis kind of breaks down to a couple of things. So first it starts with self-care from eliminating all of the minutia and tax that steal my time and steal my joy, then automating about 80% of my business and delegating 15% of my business to my amazing team of virtual assistants so that I only spend 5% of my time working on my business and then I get to have a whole bunch of gold time to choose who I want to impact and how to make an impact um, and really diving deep into building relationships. So I elevate through automating, delegating, and then in turn, elevating myself. Um, yeah. Would you, do you, I want to take it a step further because I think I want to make sure we serve the listeners here because I think this is extremely powerful. 
a lot of people, you know, struggle with this. Um, so let's talk about that just for a quick second. So obviously eliminating, automating, and delegating essentially is, is the three categories here. So are there any practical tips you would have for the listeners, you know, just from a general perspective of, of how you've continued to really compound in this capacity? Yes. So it all started when I wrote down every single task that I did for the day. And I've asked myself, how much money am I making for doing this one task? And am I the only person in the world that knows how to do this or can do this? And if the answer was yes, like, am I the only person in the world that can be a spouse to my husband? Maybe I shouldn't delegate that. (laughs) 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 So, uh, or maybe I, you know, am I the only person that can post on my social media? No, I can delegate that. And, or am I the only person in, in the world that um, can help an investor go through a funnel? No, that's why we automate this whole process. Um, and so that just compounds the freedom uh, from eliminating to automating the stuff that's actually important and then delegating the things that need that human interaction rather than a high piece of technology. Um, and it frees you up to really elevate so that I can work on what creative things I have in store or, um, how and who I can impact. No, that's so, that's so good. And, you know, it's almost giving everyone the opportunity of course correcting now and say, all right, maybe I've done this at one point in time, but now let's get back and let's take an inventory of what are the things I'm doing on a daily basis? What can I eliminate? There's going to be some things we say no to. There's going to be some things that are not really serving us, but there's some things that either we or others can automate on our behalf. Right. And think Mm -hmm. about that ahead, ahead of time. And then there's obviously many things that require input on a consistent basis that are really not where we're best served so that we can go and really make the highest impact. Is that what you're saying, Megan? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Amazing. See that, that that's why I need that, uh, that affirmation, right? You give me the words of affirmation <laughs> to make sure I'm understanding here. Speak to me like I'm a five-year-old is what uh, Michael Scott said. I was joking about that the other day. We were uh, somebody, we had a, uh, we had a contract and uh, it was like an indemnity clause. It was like the craziest indemnity clause you'll ever see in your entire life. And I'm reading this thing and I'm like, oh my goodness, my eyes are getting crossed. And so I almost joked around. I was talking to my business partner. And I said, look, I need them to tell me what this means. Like I'm a five-year-old. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, uh, the, the episode with Michael Scott. Yes. <laughs> All right. That tangent. is a really good line to use at that point in time though. That's, great. That's right. Tangent alert, tangent alert. So uh, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you, Megan, outside of obviously what you're doing? I mean, tens of thousands of women in, in the sex trafficking and really helping them become entrepreneurs. I mean, that is insane. That's amazing to me. Is there anything else that you would add to that or, or otherwise in terms of elevating others? Um, the things that I choose to do when I'm elevating others is I like to think of myself as that door opener. So uh, with our tenants, again, I provide the same resources that changed our life if they can prove they went through the same class. Um, obviously, I work with venture, but I'd like to show up and just do the action and then let the action speak for itself. So whether it's serving at our church and providing meals during COVID or whether it's cleaning up trash in the neighborhood. I like to choose to be really intentional with my time in hopes of inspiring and elevating others along the way. Well, you have inspired uh, and elevated all of us today. There's no doubt about that. No doubt in my mind, Megan, this has been an amazing conversation. I really, really appreciate you being here. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? 
I think the biggest takeaway from this talk is that you need to remove limiting beliefs because you truly can accomplish anything that you can dream or desire. And even some of the things that you haven't yet thought of. So really the sky is the only limit that there is. And I just wish you the best in whatever that is listeners. So I can't wait to hear about all of your successes. Oh, that's awesome. And I guarantee that today is going to be a day where people really draw, draw a line in the sand and say, look, no more thinking small because thinking small is selfish. And when you think big, I mean, think about it, tens of thousands of people, there are, are more than tens, there's millions of people who need us, who need yeah. everybody listening today to think big and to go big and to forget about that saboteur and that fear voice mm -hmm. within your mind that says you can't or you shouldn't. Because look, it's our duty. And and I'm just, I really mean that from the heart. And I know you do as well, Megan. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and what you do. Yeah. So the easiest ways to get in touch with me are to go to my website, meganlampke.com. I have a free ebook there. If you want to go to meganlampke.com forward slash grit, where I talk about all the resources I've used when it comes to investing and how to differentiate yourself and how to provide value. Um, and then if you want to know about what we're doing from a business for good perspective, I have a weekly podcast called business for good. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts like this. And then if you want to know more about how many lives we're impacting, you can go to venture.org forward slash business for good. That's amazing. And we will put links in the show notes in all of those places where you can find Megan and of course, where you can find her ebook, where you can find her podcast, all that good stuff. So Megan, just thank you so much for being here and, uh, you know, Elevate Nation. My goodness, what just happened? I think everybody just really stepped their game up in terms of how they're going to impact other people, how they're going to leave a legacy and how they're really going to stop playing small. Even when even those who thought they were playing big, let's go bigger because we have such a great opportunity to really let our life speak by really owning this and by really living an amazing life at the same time. So I just want to encourage you to re-listen to this show. I want to encourage you to share this with a, a friend and pay it forward and also share, well, what are your top three takeaways? Because your top three takeaways may be different than my top three takeaways. And what are you going to apply immediately to your life, to your business? And how are you going to take massive action? Because at the end of the day, knowledge is only potential power. The real power is in application and taking massive action. So with all that said, Megan, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you so much, Tyler. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Elevate Nation, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.